Welcome to the Confidential on Nova podcast for the week with J-Mo and Elle. We have some awesome guests joining us on the show. We certainly do. We've got Ellie Drennan, winner of The Voice 2015. Jesse J, she's a coach on The Voice. Plus, Mike Posner, I took a plane to Ibiza. He is in the country and we're chatting to him. Enjoy. You are listening to The Daily Telegraph with Sydney Confidential, where everyone's talking. Secrets. Yeah, it's been crazy, but I wanted to spend the year to kind of figure out who I am as a person and what type of music I want to sing. So I've just been spending the whole year writing and doing a lot of co-writing with artists like Shane Nicholson and Brooke McClymon. And, yeah, so I've just been writing as many songs as I can and I have new music coming out soon, so I'm really excited. Um, when you did take that time to, to work out what sort of music you want to record and so on, what did you learn about yourself? Dust settles on the voice, you know, that's such a huge machine, such a huge crazy yeah. thing that goes on there. Um, and so when you did let the dust settle, what did you what did you learn from everything and about who you are? Yeah, well, The Voice was a really full-on experience. Like, it was amazing, but it was an emotional ride. So I um, wanted to kind of just focus on myself and write songs that I could relate to and that came from me. And it taught me that um, you've just got to stay true to yourself because if you don't, then there's no point in being who you are so yeah it was it was a big lesson and I learned a lot from it so yeah you performed hard love last week right I did yes what was it like going back on set when you're now like owning the stage <laughs> not that you didn't before but you know <laughs> like you're there as an artist it was so scary like I felt so nervous and it just reminded me of everything that happened last year so but it was such a cool experience to be back on the stage <laughs> the year for you obviously the voice is kind of the pointy end of it yeah the voice the last two weeks the voice um who knows who's gonna win the voice australia you You never not him um i think the boys have got more of a chance than me this year if i'm gonna be totally honest i i think that andrew's a strong contender i think that the best person should win and i don't mind whose team that is on i'm not a competitive person at all never have been probably never will be so rest of the year... Rest of the year, sorry. Ice Age just came out. I'm in the new Ice Age. It's um, Brooke the Sloth, Sid's girlfriend. Come on. If you don't love Sloth. Oh, literally. It was a, when they asked me, I was like, <laughs> yes. I'm doing that. I've got some shows in China, in Singapore, um, New York. I'm going to New York for a bit to do some promo for the Ice Age. And that's it. And then I'm going to hopefully feel a vibe to start writing again. But I just want to... I can't believe it's going to be two years in September since the Sweet Talker, which is meant in my head. It's just mental. Um, no, October, not no, September. Um, like two years since Bang Bang. That's just insane. It's a long it goes so quick. You've obviously had huge success recently, but you've been around for, for a while. You're a bit of a veteran as well. What is your take on the industry now as opposed to, say, when Call of the Me came out? It's the barriers of entry to make music are lower than ever. So for me, um, if we use me as a case study, <laughs> like I um, recorded cooler than me on a $200 microphone on a laptop my parents bought me on software that I pirated off the internet. And, you know, just 30 years ago, that the, the making of that song would have cost tens of thousands of dollars. Mm. Um, so you have this, this open door for... Um, Kids who who are talented and adults who are talented to to express themselves and put it in the world, and um, if it's good, it's you know I I 
believe that you know if you make something really good people will it will find its way to the world you know um i really believe that and so i always tell kids don't worry about being popular worry about being good because being popular is a byproduct of being good how is it as an artist say then if you you know you have a huge success then you're sort of plowing along and then you have huge success again is that hard to take though if something doesn't take off as well as what it uh at first it was for me because my ego and identity were very tied up in being popular um, and being successful. And so when I became unpopular and unsuccessful, I had to pick new adjectives to describe myself, who I was. And that's terrifying at first because um, that's the lens through which I looked at the world was like, I am the popular guy. And but then all of a sudden I wasn't. Look, now, you know, five years later, I wouldn't trade that failure for anything because um, I'd like to think I, I'm, I'm able to be happy without those things, you know. And it wasn't an easy process. I struggled towards that. But, you know, right before I had this, quote, unquote, success that has led me um, to the back of your microphone, um, I was really, really happy and not possible. Thanks for listening, guys. For entertainment news and gossip, read it all in the Daily and Sunday Telegraphs and hear it on Nova 6pm Sundays. See ya. Bye. News doesn't have to be boring. The Brits have given Prince Harry a new nickname after yet another tell-all interview. Oh, God, is it the ginger winger? (laughs) Let the team at news.com.au get you up to speed each day with their podcast from the newsroom. A couple were busted joining the Mile High Club. Well, I guess they can't fly virgin anymore. Politics, sport, red carpets, royals. Get all the goss in just a few minutes. Follow from the newsroom wherever you get your podcast from.